Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. The word happiness evokes visions of unwrapping gifts on Christmas morning, strolling hand in hand with the one you love, or being surprised on your birthday, responding with unbridled laughter to a comedian, or vacationing in an exotic locale. Everybody wants to be happy. We make chasing this elusive ideal a lifelong pursuit, spending money, collecting things, searching for new experiences. But if happiness depends on our circumstances, what happens when the toys rust and loved ones die, health deteriorates, the money is stolen, the party is over? Often, happiness flees and despair sets in. In contrast to happiness stands joy. Joy runs deeper and stronger. Joy is the quiet, confident assurance of God's love and the work in our lives, that he'll be there no matter what. Happiness depends on happenings. Joy depends on Christ. Philippians is Paul the Apostle's joy letter. Philippians, in fact, is the only letter that Paul wrote where he isn't attempting to correct or change the behavior of the reader of the receiving church. Rather, this is a picture of Christian maturity. The way things are supposed to be with each one of us in our departure from spiritual adolescence. Such a personal standing is more than just a lofty goal, but a realistic portrayal of a grown-up Christian. We begin the book of Philippians today, and in that book of Philippians, we see what life is supposed to look like as a believer. The book of Philippians, if you will, provides a template. Not of some cookie-cutter clone, but it provides what should be the basics, the necessities of our life as a child of God. Now, the key word in this today is mature. A picture of the individual that has indeed grown up and following after their spiritual birth. In the book of Acts, chapter 16 we see the record of the birth of this church, and we learn a little bit about its first member, a woman by the name of Lydia. Lydia was a woman who apparently knew the basics of the faith, but unlike so many around her, she wanted more. She wanted to know this God in a greater way than just a religious facade, more than just a moral aptitude that was so prevalent among the populace in that day. So she apparently had a small group Bible study going on, as well as a real heart to be more than just a religious pew sitter. In a wonderful manifest of God's knowledge and love, God found her. He manifested his presence and power concerning her, perhaps because she was seeking for that. I mean, she was open and God was faithful. He heard her prayers. And so out of all the places on earth, that Paul the Apostle could have been that day, out of the millions of people that he could have bumped into in that day, God made sure that these two people found each other. Indeed, because God is eternally and supernaturally faithful to us. He will never deny a hungry heart. 
So if you're truly looking for God this morning, I assure you, he will find you. Now the church in Philippi began on the heels of Paul's meeting with Lydia, but also through a casting out of a demon from a slave girl, if you're familiar with the account and then the subsequent jailing for having done that. (laughs) I think in so many ways, it was classic church planning, great blessings and big trials. But God was not to be deterred, and Paul was actually freed by a perfectly timed earthquake. More than that, he wasn't just freed, but his jailer and the jailer's family was ultimately freed too, freed through Christ's redemption. Thus, this church in Philippi was literally born on the front lines. Satan moved to block, and God moved to counter. One thing is for sure, God clearly chose this little place off the beaten track without even a synagogue in it to begin what would be a mighty work of the Holy Spirit. So again, as we start this book today, the book of Philippians is known as a letter of joy. And in it, we find the directions to a place of real joy. One that this world seems hopelessly unable to attain, though most of our lives are lived in the pursuit of it anyway. These people actually brought Paul joy, which is ironic, because at this point, Paul was in prison, in prison when he wrote this letter. And during this imprisonment, he also wrote the letters of Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon. Obviously, Paul's joy was not due to his circumstances, because things were not good, you could say, at least in the flesh. He wasn't holding the American dream in his hands. He he wasn't living the easy street of comfort and health and prosperity. And yet, in these circumstances, he penned the letter of joy. What was it that brought Paul this joy? (laughs) Maybe we need to even reconsider what joy even is. Next time we're together, we'll jump in verse by verse. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.